Welcome, everyone, to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. This episode, we have our 13th edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. These are always some of our favorite episodes to do, and I have found a lot of great stories for everyone. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while, so... Yeah, there's quite a few. There's a lot, actually. And you you have a couple stories for us as well, right, Dave? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, we are going to cover stories from August, September, and October on this episode. And man, I had a lot to choose from. Like, we are only able to cover like 60% of the stories that I found. Wow. So th- there was a lot. So I really had to kind of pick and choose. And what stories fit and what I liked the best. I try to mix in all types of stories. I like, you know, maybe a few deathy stories. Some, maybe a few. Maybe a few deathy <laughs> stories. And we definitely got a few deathy stories. Uh, some Maybe some funny ones, some interesting ones, some in- informative ones. I try to just mix it up. And uh, so that's what I tried to do. Pick the best ones that fit in that. And we got some great stories for you this episode. We hope everyone enjoyed the last episode on Unpredictable, Strange, and Bizarre Animal Stories, number two. The stories that stick out the most that we've received feedback from and and kind of stick out in our heads, too. Uh, what sticks out to you? Well, yeah, the uh, elephant or the circus. The uh, oh. the hanging, the public execution of Mary the Elephant. That's yeah. that one stuck with a lot of people, yeah. and people have given me feedback on that. That that stuck with um, stuck with them. Also, the last story we covered was the guy who had to eat his dog in yeah. order to survive. That'd be so hard. It would definitely be hard. But those are the, some of the stories that stick out. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go find out what we're talking about. Go look, go look back on uh, last episode right now. Uh, as always, Dave, we are joined in the studio by everyone's favorite cheetah, Professor Cheetor. Matthew, David, if we were alone in the Canadian wilderness for days on end, would you think about eating me? Well, guess what? You couldn't because you couldn't catch me, you bitches. I run 70 miles per hour. Good luck with that. Well, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we wouldn't try to eat you anyway, Cheetor. We'd have to trick him. It's yeah. Pretty like lean. A... Yeah, that's true. He doesn't look very tasty. No. <laughs> okay. No. And we wouldn't be able to catch him. That is true. <laughs> but also, as always, we want to thank all of our listeners to tuning in for into us. And Dave, I, honestly, we have, like, we they're do. so amazing. And we've been doing good on our downloads. It's so awesome. We They reach out to us. They tell us things. They've been buying merch. Nice. It's it's really cool. Uh, and they've been leaving donations. Like, we have some sh- super shout-outs. Oh, right on. At the end of the episode. It's really, really cool. So, thank you, everyone. And if you enjoy the show, something you can do is con- to contribute is go to Apple Podcasts or Whatever platform you use, give us a review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show, tell us where you're from, say whatever you want, really. The ratings and reviews really help our podcast gain more attention and gain more listeners, and it means more than you, can, more than you think. And we actually just hit over, or we just hit 100 reviews Oh, nice. on Apple Podcasts in America. Woohoo! And total we have like 120 but in the only one you see is the one in america oh okay so yeah we're at 4.7 rating nice and we've got 100 review 100 reviews most of them are five stars so that's so cool we're, we're over 100 that's great i remember when we had one i remember <laughs> that and it was me i cheated and used my friend's phone <laughs> so i remember our first review i cheated but he's coming straight everybody it's okay, it's okay yeah. but now we've got a Wait, lot you're not so. the 99 others are you <laughs> i'm not the 99 others but yes thank you everyone it means a lot but dave what do you say we get going we've got a bunch Let's of stories it. to get to yeah. let's get started our first story is actually a follow-up from last episode. Oh. And this is a total coincidence that this happened right after we covered it last week, or last time. Uh, last episode, we talked about the pigeon Armando. Yeah. That was sold at auction for, I think, $1.3 million. Isn't that crazy? When we talked about pigeon fanciers, people who fancy the pigeons, mm-hmm. and their strange pigeon community that they have. Well, Armando's record of most expensive pigeon has been broken. Wow. This just happened like a, uh, a few days ago. Uh, as I said last time, these pigeons are used for racing and gambling. 
They are uh, they're trained to be released hundreds of miles from their home and race back to it. That's how it works. And the first one back wins. Uh-huh. And it has been... It, the industry has been in decline for many years, but has recently been gaining attention in Asia, oh. and especially China. Uh, originally being an upper-class European thing, now it's becoming an upper-class uh, Chinese thing, huh. it seems like. So a Belgium man named Kurt Vend... Okay. Kurt Vendewauer. That's oh. a good name. Interesting. I don't know why. That's that's a good name. Kurt Vendewauer. Yes. I'm, I'm probably in the wrong, too, but... He um, set up an auction for his pigeons, uh, and then he set them up for auctions, and a bidding war began for the star pigeon named New Kim. New Kim? New Kim is huh. the the name of this female pigeon, and there is a bidding war going on for her. Huh. The original starting price was 200 euros. Wow. 236 American. Okay. And then two Chinese buyers then jacked up the price and then in just a half hour, the price reached 325000 oh, in a half hour of bidding. Oh, my goodness. And it kept going up until finally reaching the selling price of $1.9 million, Oh, my goodness. Beating Armando by several hundred thousand dollars. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that... Wow, that blows your mind. That's nuts. Hey, I wonder if uh, the seller, Clint, cheated by being the first vote on there. <laughs> just kidding. No. That's just a nod off to Matt's uh, review. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So now the man from China who bought New Kim is the same man who bought Armando. Are you serious? Yep. And it's believed he... This guy's willing to pay anything. <laughs> he just wants some... He off, wants the best pigeons. And it's believed he will have Armando and New Kim become a pigeon power couple and start breeding them. Jeez, now all these pigeons are going to be vying for the rings, you know? <laughs> Soon enough you're going to have like the them. NBA? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Dave, maybe we need to become pigeon fanciers. Jeez. No, just no sellers. Pigeon Pidge- sellers. Pigeon sellers. Well, we got to fancy them first. Hey, 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 I got a pigeon here. I'm sure it's fast. I really fancy it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll name it uh, Kim, John, or... <laughs> Kim Jr. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I was reading that it has become very popular in China among the very wealthy, and the Chinese are notorious gamblers as well. Huh. If you didn't know that, they're big into gambling, so it kind of makes sense. Like I said, these pigeon <laughs> fanciers, I I can only contri- uh, attribute it to like horse racing. Like they take yeah. care of them that good. I mean, a pigeon would be less, I imagine, than a giant horse, but yeah. Yeah, we might need to we might need to take a deep dive into this pigeon racing a sometime. Deep dive, nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but I, I'm I'm very interested in this in this topic of pigeon fancying. I don't know why you're interested. You don't have a 1.9 million to invest in a pigeon, <laughs> right? I mean, or even 1.9 million to gamble against one. <laughs> but like, I even read a story that there has been um, cheating scandals in pigeon racing. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, oh so boy! These people had apparently hid pigeons in milk cartons, and then took them on bullet trains. To get them to make them faster, oh my god, and then l- let them out further ahead, funny. Putting, yeah, putting them in milk cartons and going on a bullet train. Jeez. So, there's even scandals that's, in this. That's different from what I would have thought. I thought they would have trained hawks to drop them off further, <laughs> <laughs> something that flies faster, an albatross, you know, carry it along. All right, you're on your own now, pal. Uh, but yeah, I find this world of lucrative pigeon racing super weird, but <laughs> of I'm, course it's I'm weird. super into it now. I mean, 1.9 for a stupid pigeon. That's crazy. But yeah, there's, there's scandals. There's all the drama you want in a sport. So yeah. I'm like fascinated by <laughs> pigeon fancying now. That's so crazy. I honestly think we might do a deeper dive into pigeon. All right, let's this do pigeon it. thing that we got going. Because yeah. the last two episodes, and it's just happenstance that this story came up right after we talked about the first one. That's crazy. So yeah. Pretty cool. I think it's a funny story. Yeah. All right. Good story. So good story to start off with. Yeah. Uh, keeping things nice. Because uh, we're going to be getting deathy soon. Oh. So for our next story, this one's not deathy, but we're going to be, we're get, we're, we're escalating towards deathy. Okay. Yeah? But for our next story, let's go back to August 14th, August 14th-ish. And we go to Custer State Park in South Dakota. Okay. 
this is around the time that the Sturges motorcycle rally was being held. So you got a lot of bikers in the and tourists in the Black Hills area. And we're about 60 miles from Sturges right now. Okay. And I've actually been to Sturges. It yeah. Was, it was uh, 10 years ago. Hey, didn't you work it? I was 20. Yeah, I, I worked as like selling some fog eyeglass stuff. Oh, okay. I, there, and I was 21, so I was brand, I was just a young young lad, right? And, uh-huh. And there, it, it was a lot of fun. It was definitely a lot of fun. You were, you were 21? I was, but those bikers were like, look, fresh meat. <laughs> Whatever. Well, that's what, that's <laughs> what the women were saying. Nice. <laughs> hey, you want to ride on the back? <laughs> but uh, Sturgis was a lot of fun, I will say. Right on. Anyway, in South Dakota, there are wild bison. Uh, like in Yellowstone, there's wild bison there. And this person would definitely qualify as a stupid idiot of Yellowstone oh, yeah. if this wasn't Yellowstone. <laughs> so we can't really play the clip if they're not in Yellowstone. Oh, darn. I know. So wild bison are crossing a road, and a whole herd of them, actually. So when this happens, like in Yellowstone, so travelers get out and they take pictures. You got to wait for them to cross, you know. Yeah. They'll take their sweet time if they want. <laughs> oh, and there is video of what happens, too. Oh, right So I on. saw it. A um, 54-year-old Iowa woman, she is our stupid idiot, she gets way too close to these bison multiple times, like just a few feet. I'll show show you the video if you want later, but way too close. Uh, At one point, she tries to call a young bison over to her, like, come on, come here, so I want to pet you. And that's not going over with the mama, obviously. Yeah, yeah, they're thinking, what's with this child trafficking going on here? (laughs) Um, In the video, you see other people recording her. Other people are recording her doing this. (laughs) And they're saying, like the people that are recording, they're like, how close does she have to get? This woman is nuts. Yeah, That's what they're saying as they're recording her. And then they also say... I might be getting her death on camera right now. Oh, wow. That's like what yeah, she's I th- doing. I think I'd I'd be one of those guys. I'd pull it out and be like, uh, hey, you probably shouldn't be very close. But you know, <laughs> Get closer. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think you want to do that, but maybe you do. <laughs> and sure enough, a bison attacks her. Oh. And throws her around the ground. It's pretty Ooh. violent what happens like it's pretty bad the bison's horn got trapped under her belt oh wow and it's just whipping her around with movements of its neck you know they're so strong yeah bison are the largest um land animals in north america wow they're so strong and then to add insult to injury the bison because since its horn is um, attached to its belt it pulls her pants completely off. <laughs> it depantses the woman. And this this may have actually saved her as the bison then kind of paid more attention to the pants attached oh, still attached to its okay. horn. But it was this was a pretty violent attack. Like wow. she was being whipped around. She's kind of like partway on the road and partway on the grass. Oh. So she's being thrown around the the cement and then the grass. It 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 was it was like that. And the woman, she was knocked unconscious. Ooh. Uh, witnesses went to help her. You had like two or three guys come over and they took their shirts off to, you know, cover her up, yeah. which was what you should do. Uh, the woman was flown to a hospital uh, in a helicopter and is expected to make a full recovery. Uh, but guys, do not. We've said it so many times throughout the history of this show. Do not get close to bison. Yeah, unless you want to be stupid idiots of Yellowstone. <laughs> yes. Or wherever you are. <laughs> or wherever you are and the bison is. I mean, we've yeah. we've had covered a lot of bison attacks. We've had bison attacks here in Antelope Island, yeah. which is like less than an hour from where we are yeah. right now. Yeah. And we can, I can see it. Yeah. our house. You can see it. It's on the Great Salt Lake. But... um. Yeah, we've had a lot of bison attack stories. Yeah. Most of them are in Yellowstone. But, uh, yeah, guys, do not get close to bison. Yeah. We've had, like I said, we've had who, who knows how many stories just like this on the show. It never ends well. So, please, do not be stupid idiots. Yeah. Sometimes you wonder what they're expecting. Just give me a little kiss. I'm going to lick them on the side of the face or something. I Cuddle with them like a cat. Who knows? knows? Well, we had, that, we had one story with the bison where... The woman and her daughter were taking a selfie, 
remember? And so they turned their backs to it to take uh-huh. a selfie, and that didn't work out well. And then we had people get real close to bison, and then the bison went after like a nine-year-old. Yeah, I remember that. Like the parents ditched the kid. The parents, yeah, the like ditched kid the kid. Gets it. You're like, oh my goodness. Guys, just don't go close to bison is what we're saying. Yeah. Do not do it. Okay, so we got our next story. Uh, and actually, so for our next few stories, we're going to have a string of recent bear attack stories. Oh, okay. They're all deathy. Ooh. Just to warn you. But uh, bear attack stories are pretty popular, and it's, it seems to be a favorite of our listeners. So let's get into it. Okay. Well, bears are amazing and awesome animals that deserve respect. We love bears, right? Yeah. It seems yeah. pretty much everybody likes bears. But sometimes we've learned that they can be scary monsters. <laughs> we've learned that a lot on yeah. this show. But, of course, I still love bears. They're cool. Yeah. All right, but this story, let's get to it. The first one happened around... This first story, it happened around August 28th. And we are going to Norway. Ooh. No Dave, way. you should be a bear expert by now. What kind of bear lives in Norway? Uh, that would either be a polar bear or a brown bear. They have a very tiny population of brown bear. Okay. So, But you were correct. Okay. Very tiny. Po- I can't remember. It's like barely worth noting. But you're right. Polar bear. Okay. Specifically, we are going to Svalbard, which um, there is kind of a connection of islands that are part of Norway's archipelago, uh, north of Norway in the Atlantic Ocean, about 500 miles north. Oh, so it's wow. an archipelago of a bunch of islands there. It's pretty well known. But uh, let's meet a man named Johan um, Jakobus Kuti. Wow. I could be wrong. I'm sorry. I could be wrong. He is a 30, he's 38 years old and from Denmark. And Johan traveled to a town called Longyearbyen. Whoa. Literally long, this is one word, long ear, B-Y-E-N. Long ear bean? Long ear bean, maybe. Scandinavia is, the words in Scandinavia might be the hardest to pronounce, I think. Yeah. And it's, they're so strange and too many it's J's different. and, yeah, it's yeah. just weird. Like, can you spell Reykjavik? 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 The, J is silent, I believe, isn't it? Um, you don't have to try, but yeah. I'm just putting it out there that it's hard. Yeah. That's the capital of Iceland, yeah. by the way. And, uh, and that's Icelandic. That's even harder. Oh, yeah. It's that's, it's it's, a, <laughs> it's yeah. all hard. Hey, have you ever noticed all their names are really long, too? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the world? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so he was employed at a camping site about one mile from town. Okay? Okay. He was a seasonal worker, but... Him and six others were camping in tents at this campsite area. Okay. And on these uh, Svalbard islands, polar bears are well known to be there. They're they're there all the time. It's legit polar bear country. Ooh. And there are warnings and signs all over the islands. And as soon as you get there, people inform you about beware of polar bears. Mm. It's, a, it's a legit danger there. Wow. And people who choose to sleep outdoors receive stern warnings from authorities that people must carry firearms. Like you're legally obliged to carry okay. a gun on you. And he's, I don't know. And, he wor- and he's employed to sleep yes. outside. Yes. Oh my goodness. Or I, maybe I don't know the exact details of what he's doing this particular night, but huh. we'll say that. And I don't know if the rule states that everybody has to have a gun, or if it's in your party, there has to be at least be one rifle in your party. Oh, okay. I would think it's that. But I'm not. I'm not totally certain. Well, if they didn't allow you to have a gun there, I would think then that they're paying people to be escort food. <laughs> <laughs> polar bear food. Yeah. Um, so around 4 a.m., while everyone is sleeping, a polar bear breaks into Johan's tent. Ooh. Unfortunately, I don't have much details about the attack itself. It's hard to. It was. I couldn't find anything. Oh. But it was really bad, just as you would imagine. Yeah. The six other people called authorities after scaring away the bear by shooting at it. Hmm. Uh, he was still alive. Johan was still alive when rescuers oh, found him. Bad. But he lay, he he later died from his injuries. Oh, so Johan died. That's too bad. Uh, the polar bear was later found dead in a parking lot near the airport. Ooh, they must have got hit. Oh, uh, yeah. The... Um, they, I believe it's from the shots that the other oh, okay. people made. They hit it. Mm. But, yeah, just a polar bear in the parking lot. 
Can you imagine that? Yeah. Isn't that strange to think about? <laughs> There's a mound of something. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Can, somebody needs to go shovel that snow and ends up being a polar bear. <laughs> Uh, I I wish I had more details on the entire thing, but uh, every I, I read like three or four different articles, and it was all about the same. Oh, okay. So I couldn't find much other than that. Um, the other six campers, though, they were not injured, but hospitalized for shock. Oh, okay. I mean, that would be tough, dude. Yeah. Since this was a polar bear attack, I'm almost positive that it was predatory. Yeah. Polar bears, uh, they always, it's almost always predatory with polar bears. And this yeah. is the first polar bear death in the world, I believe. Oh, really? Since, well, not not the first one ever. Oh. We've covered polar bear death stories, Dave. That's true. <laughs> but this, I believe, is this is the first one since 2011. Okay. When a British teenager was killed. If not the first, it might be, the articles might have been saying it was the first one in Norway since 2011. Oh, I'm not okay. certain. I think that that's probably the case. Now that I think about it, that makes okay. more sense. But um, back in 2011, um, there was a British teenager that was killed. And we actually covered that story in our polar bear episode. Oh. I don't know if you remember. It's hard to keep track of all the stories. I know but, it is. Yeah. But there has been five recorded deaths by polar bears since 1971. Okay. So that is just our first bear story. Let's go to the next. Okay. For this story, let's go to August 27th-ish, and we go to Saskatchewan, Canada. And we meet Stephanie Blyce. It's spelled B-L-A-I-S. Um, Stephanie is 44, and she is a mother. And from the pictures I saw, she just looks like a very nice, lovely woman. They had a family picture. Hmm. And everybody, it was just a nice family picture, which makes it even worse what happens. Oh. Stephanie, along with her husband, Curtis, and nine-year-old son, Eli, and two-year-old daughter, Uma, are staying in a cabin in kind of remote rural Saskatchewan. So Stephanie walked outside the cabin to make a phone call to her father, Hubert. Uh, I guess there were some problems with the water supply, and her husband, Curtis, had fixed it, so she was calling to tell her father about that oh, okay. and he or sorry she was calling him by satellite phone oh wow so that's kind of tells you how rural and yeah. where they're at and she is on the phone with her father talking about the issue stephanie then tells her son eli to go get an antenna from inside the cabin because she's having poor reception oh, okay seconds later her father started hearing muffled gurgling sounds Whoa. And then silence. He he later claimed that he found the sounds disturbing. Hmm. And I guess she had traveled to a more air, open area near the cabin to get... She's not, like, in the cabin or okay. on the porch of the cabin. She's a little... At least a, at least a couple of feet away. I don't know how many. Mm -hmm. But she's a little ways away to get, to get an open spot to get better reception. Her father stayed on the phone line for a few minutes. Then he hung up and dialed again to no answer. Hmm. The reason there was no answer is because Stephanie was attacked by a black bear while on the phone with her father. Wow. Mm -hmm. The male black bear snuck behind and attacked her. Jeez. Curtis, the husband saw what was going on, and he apparently used pepper spray. But this kind of just angered the bear. It didn't, oh, wow. didn't have the full effect. We don't know if he got it, if he hit it all the way. We don't, oh. know the, we don't know the exact details of that. But he had a gun and shot it twice, and the bear, the bear kind of took off. Hmm. He rushed over to Stephanie, who had no pulse. Oh. He attempted mouth-to-mouth. But she was injured beyond the point of recovery and died in his arms. Oh, that's, man, that's too bad. The, the, the amount of injury that must have been that yeah. taken place is must have been really severe. Jeez. Because this, I imagine this was only a couple minutes at most. Yeah. I mean, a bear can do so much damage by that time, though. Yeah. So about uh, 10 minutes after she died, uh, Curtis called the father Hubert um, and told him what had happened. God, that would be like the worst phone call yeah. you could ever receive. Like I was just on with, I just heard her voice. Yeah. And then I heard some mumble, some, some weird sounds and 
she's dead 10 minutes later. That's crazy. And to add to that, the son, Eli, is nine years old. Well, he witnessed the attack from the cabin. I mean, if you think about it, it's extremely lucky that the bear had attacked when it did as um, Eli wasn't there. Because it was maybe 30 seconds earlier, Eli was there with his mom. She said to go get the antenna and he went inside and that's when it happened. So, I mean, it's good he didn't. Get killed yeah, too, obviously. That's crazy. But yeah, it's just a terrible story. Um, the bear was killed, and the attack was believed to have also been predatory, mm. which is we know that bear, black bears can be predatory. Yeah. They're more common to be predatory than brown bears. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, we've was, talked about I that before. I thought a brown bear would be more active. Well, apparently you forgot what I've told you previously. I guess so. <laughs> but no, black bears will act more predatory. And that's why you're always supposed to fight back against a black bear. Okay. Because it's probably predatory and you're fighting for your life. Okay. But um, Stephanie and the family were pretty bear savvy and knew not to leave anything out and anything that would provoke uh, the, any bears to come by. But it, it still happened. It's a very sad story, you know? Yeah. It's nature. And there was an online fundraiser to help her with to help the family with the funeral costs, and it reached about seventy five thousand. Wow! Which is five times their target of fifteen thousand. So that's good. Gee, yeah. Everybody could help her. And this was the first fatal bear attack in Saskatchewan since nineteen eighty three. Wow! Sad story though, huh? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it really is. While our next one is about on par with this last oh, one. Oh, great. Yeah. On a roll, man. I told you it was going to get deathy. <laughs> Let's go to September 25th-ish. And we go to St. El- Elias National Park in Alaska. And we meet 22-year-old Austin Pfeiffer. Like Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. With Pfeiffer. Uh, from Ohio. And uh, he worked as a foreman for a tree service company and was known as an all-around handyman. Hmm. Kind of like you, Dave. You're an all <laughs> you're all you are our family's all-around handyman. Oh. We constantly like, Dave, can you fix this? <laughs> and guess what? Um, I actually bought Dave or I made Dave a t-shirt. Dave, what does it say? Dave, can you fix this? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to put a picture of you wearing that oh, on yeah, our social media because okay. Because I thought it was funny. <laughs> but yeah, I made that shirt for you. Yeah. Um, he also was recently married in October 2018. Okay. So he's only 22 years old right now. So he and a friend, the friend goes unnamed, but they went on a 10-day hunting trip. Oh. And they're hunting moose. Nice. That's so long. That's yeah. such a long time. Some know. guys love it, though. Yeah, our brother-in-law loves oh, it. Oh, yeah. He goes hunting for weeks on end. Yeah. I, I don't know if I... Like, I'll go for a day or two. Like a weekend. If it was a weekend, yeah. it'd be all right. I don't know. Maybe I'll go on a trip. <laughs> or like when we go duck hunting, we just go for like three or four hours and that's it. Yeah, that's, that's about all I can do. Anyway, they did shoot a moose, too. They got oh, a moose. okay. Uh, they shot it on a Saturday, and I believe they left it till Sunday morning. They oh. it was probably getting late. This is it's pretty it's a very common thing to leave leave it where it's at and hope nothing gets to it. Yeah, and you'll come get it in the morning when you're when you have the right equipment or energy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's very common, and they returned and field dressed it before taking the meat back to camp. So Austin des- decided to stay behind to butcher the more of the moose as his partner took loads of meat back to the camp. Oh, okay. So that tells you how big a moose is. Yeah. You got it's going to take a couple loads. Yeah. And yeah, moose are so huge that it would take multiple trips and I imagine they're on four-wheelers okay. or something like that to take the meat back norm that normally that's the case. But while cutting up the moose Austin was attacked by a very large grizzly bear. Ooh. And again, sorry, we don't have details of the attack as nobody was there to witness it. Mm. But his buddy, though, was on his way back to Austin and the moose carcass, the moose carcass, when the grizzly charged at him. Oh, my goodness. He was able to squeeze off several rounds of the grizzly, which got as close as 20 feet away. Wow. To scare it off, he, he shot it. That's what you're supposed to do. 
His buddy returned to the moose and found Austin dead at the scene. Ooh. Imagine that. Oh, that's horrible. He's like, Dave, I'm going to leave you to clean up this duck and <laughs> come back <laughs> and you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I put a duck because that's the only thing we really hunt. But... <laughs> um, we don't know exactly what happened there, uh, but we think that the bear snuck up on him as he was cleaning the moose. Oh. And it's likely that the bear wanted access to the carcass. Yeah. And treated Austin as a competing predator, perhaps. Uh, Maybe. We don't know for sure, but that makes sense to me. Yeah. It was kind of, you know, sometimes you'll have a wolf on a carcass. A bear will come in and steal it. But a wolf is able to to boogie out of there. Yeah. And Austin was not. Uh, I believe that the bear was killed. I'm pretty sure that it was. They ended up hunting it and shooting it. And this was the first known fatal bear attack in the park since it was established in 1980. Wow. So another sad story. Yeah. I do have one more bear attack story for us. <laughs> oh. um, it's on par again. Oh, wow. It's on par. This one's a little different. This one's way different. Is it? Though. Okay. Those two were kind of similar mm-hmm. in some ways. This one's completely different. Okay. Let's go to August 6th-ish, and we go to Sochi, Russia. Mm. Sochi, Russia. Yeah, Sochi, where the Olympics that, were. Yeah. Um, actually it's kind of a zoo and so we're going to a zoo Oh, interesting. in Sochi. It's, it's not, maybe not technically a zoo. It's kind of a mini zoo, part of a resort. Oh, interesting. Okay. And from what I gather, the bears aren't in an enclosure. They're like in cages. It's not, it didn't mm. look good oh. from what I saw. I saw a picture of it, of the kid and it, you know, it was just super muddy ground. Oh. It, it wasn't like an enclosure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But let's meet an 11-year-old boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Whenever I, it starts with let's meet this person, it's that's probably the one who's going to die. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, maybe you could throw us off the set a little bit there, Matt. You know, I have before. I'll do it again, <laughs> but uh, not this time. This uh, The boy's name is Nikita. He is at the zoo with two girls about his same age. And he is known to be a very smart, bright, nice boy. Nothing bad is, you know, nobody had anything bad to say about him. Hmm. You're not going to say anything bad after a no. kid was maybe brutally killed by bears. But, yes. Must be known uh, as a ladies man. There, well, two, he, two, uh, 11-year-olds yeah, he well. kind of is because it's believed that he wanted, he was trying to show off his bravery to the girls. Ooh, okay. Uh, there are, so there are two cages one with the brown, they're brown bears. One uh, with brown bears inside, right? You have your uh, normal cage, and then you have another cage around it. Okay. Kind of like a hell in a cell for yeah. wrestling. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's a double cage, basically. And people often threw food in between the cages, and the bears were able to reach and grab oh. the food in between. They, they, they had a good arm length that they could get to. Okay. But um, the boy, trying to show off to the girls... Did some did something dumb. Hmm. Uh, boys do dumb things when trying to impress girls. Yeah, we all know that. But he uh, he slapped the bear's paws, showing his bravery. Whoa! How did he get so they could? Actually oh, I'll, I'll tell you in a moment. Out. I'll tell you in a moment. Uh, and he posed really close for a photo. Um, oh, I didn't even tell you. So okay, I guess uh, the uh, cage door was unlocked. Oh. To get into the in-between section. Oh. It was unlocked. And, you know, he wanted to show off. So he went in there and tried to give the bears high fives. Oh, I don't know. Get too close to, to make a photo. Uh, it goes about as well as you thought. The bears grabbed him. Oh, boy. From in-between, in the in-between area. Uh-huh. And somehow they dragged the boy into their cage. Ooh, he would fit in, huh? Well, there was a hole that had been previously been dug underneath, oh. and they were able to pull the boy through that hole. Oh, my goodness. Like, you know, like how a dog will dig at a fence when the bears yeah. the bears are diggers, too. And they dug, and somehow they it, that managed to happen. Oh, boy. Uh, the bears were able to drag him in that way, and it, it's two brown bears, if I didn't say that already. Mm. The bears tossed the boy around like a ball. Oh, wow. All while the two girls were watching in horror. Oh, wow. The bear's clawing, biting, and throwing him around. Oh, no. That's awful. Yeah. Uh, The girls were screaming, yelling for their parents, but it was too late to save their their young friend. 
staff at the I call it a shitty zoo because it's yeah that kind of stuff's happened. It's a shitty zoo. Yeah, uh, staff at the shitty zoo shot and killed both bears in order to retrieve the boy's body. Uh, that's the only way they could get to it, obviously. Yeah. Uh, an ambulance crew confirmed the boy was dead. Oh boy. Psychologists are now working with the traumatized girls. As geez, can yeah. you imagine that being 11, 12 years old Jeez. and seeing your friend ripped apart like that? That's crazy. Uh, hopefully, they get the help that they need. Yeah, uh, a criminal case has been opened into the causing death by negligence for this mini resort zoo, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And uh, the mayor of Sochi. All right, here we go. Alexei Kopayagorgoski. Wow. That, hey, good that job. sounded good job, pretty man. good, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, uh, he reacted by banning all mini zoos in the resort. Mm. Uh, some people blame the boy for agitating the bear. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of see that. I mean, yeah. obviously he was doing something stupid. Yeah. I, it was for the sake of girls, though, so we'll give him that, <laughs> I guess. He, he made a dumb choice for sure, but that door's got to be locked. Yeah, and and if they're digging a hole, how could they not do anything about it? Yeah, you know? the whole, I mean... There was some negligence. I, I, the there's got to be some know? negligence there, and we don't, we might be missing something, too. Maybe we don't, we're, we don't know everything. Yeah, it could be. That um, is, that's too bad, though. Yeah, it's another... Sad story. That's four sad bear stories. Jeez. And so I'm done with bear attack deaths okay. for the episode. I could have done another one oh, because wow. there was another fatality. A, a Chinese zookeeper was killed by a bear. But you know, well, I think, do tell now. Well, I don't have the. I don't. Oh. I didn't. I didn't follow through with it. Oh. But um, I think four bear sad bear attack stories are enough for one episode. Yeah. So I kind of left that one out. But Dave, <laughs> well, yeah, those are all sad stories, aren't they? Yeah, kind of, it sucks, but yeah, yeah. What you gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what what to, I got do. nothing to say. Yeah. But uh, Dave, you have some stories for us. Yeah. So why don't you share? Hey, why don't you, you hit know, us with those? You know what, Matt? I'm just gonna keep on your bear roll. And, oh, okay. That's uh, <laughs> a. This is gonna be different though. Then maybe it's a revenge story. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> you want to call it. But um, this this was uh, and this happens in Alaska. Uh, Yakutat and Yakutat Airport. Um, an Alaskan Airlines jet, a 737. Those are the big ones, right? Yeah, that's a pretty big. Yeah, it's big. I mean, of course, the middle numbers represents the size. So the, the higher that goes, they're even bigger. So there's a 737, 747. Oh, okay. Seven, I, they even have, I the last one I remember is a 787, I believe they have. Mm, interesting. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah. The 737. Okay, that, I was thinking of 47. Uh, yeah, in fact, that's that was, the main one, right? The, the kind of the most common one. Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's a step down. From, yeah, it's a step a, down it's, from a regular plane. Yeah, and we'll it's also that. the uh, yeah, it's also the name of uh, Fat Bear for oh, yeah. twenty twenty, and that was the Fat Bear. Yeah, seven forty seven. She won yeah. Fat Bear Week. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Alaskan Airlines jets coming in for a you know, at the airport, and of course, this is in Alaska. Um, they had just got finished snow plowing the, the, mm-hmm. the la- runway, you know. Anyway, it comes in for like, ooh, makes the landing. Uh, and as it's coming around and slowing down, they, all of a sudden they notice there are three bears coming across oh. the runway. They're like, oh, crap. And as they go across them, they hear, they hear a boom. Oh, boom. no. And, they, and they're like, oh, crap. Um, and then when they when they left, they found out that uh, it had impacted uh, the sow, the, the mother. The mama bear. Yeah, and oh. killed it. Um, I think it went, they said when they, the left engine covering the plane was damaged, I don't think they're tall enough to hit the engine, you, you know? So I think it got sucked in. I'm going to say it got like sucked in. A, pe- a piece of it maybe even like yeah. got sucked in? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, because those suckers are high off the ground, even the engines, you know? Mm. I don't know if it would have been high enough to have just tipped it. It, possibly it could have, but I'm going to think, I would be more apt to think it sucked Something, it in. Yeah. The, the turbine sucked it in. Wow. But yeah, so that was out. Um, so usually they have stuff in place. That's kind of a sad thing. Another, it is, another, it isn't a sad story. Another, another sad bear story bear for the episode. Death, yeah, yeah. But bear with me on this part. <laughs> anyway, but so they usually have things in place to keep this from happening. They use pyrotechnics. They have people that'll drive around in vehicles scaring animals scaring off, you know. Them. But 
this was at night or it was dark. This was at a time when it was dark. They didn't see the bears come over. And most of it's fenced, but there are some areas that aren't. They could get through. So they didn't catch them coming through, which was kind of sad. Because usually, yeah, they're like, yeah, we we try to keep this stuff from happening. It doesn't happen that often. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, this one's bear. Bam, bear got hit. Um, they've even had, one of the guys was talking about, uh, um, they've even had uh, an eagle drop a salmon on a jet. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? That like, uh, an eagle I, turns I, into a bomber. I <laughs> picture it just hitting the windshield and the pilot's like, what? Is that a fish? We're upside down! Yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it yeah. is. It's, I mean, it's definitely sad. I don't. We don't want bears to die. But. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, the maintenance crews, they removed the bear and stored it for Alaska Fi- Department of Fish and Game, you know. And the, the other cub, the cub was... Oh, I'm sorry. It struck one of the cubs. Well, it, damn it, Dave. What happened in this the story? Sow. Yeah, what happened? Maybe it was... Because the sow represents the mother, right? Sow's the mother, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's without oh. its mother. So yeah, the, the cub's okay without its mother. Sorry. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this is what me? happens when you don't write, write, it, write it down like I have to. Because I forget things. That's and... true. Uh, well, I'm getting this bit of word and I'm like, what, what the heck? Yeah, it threw me off. Anyway, so yeah. That was that one. You want me to show, tell you the other one? Well, wait. What happened to the cubs? Do we know? Yeah, they're unharmed. They just they're let them go. Okay. Let well, off. They're off. They're gone on. Hopefully they survive. Uh, yeah. I would think they would, you know? I don't know it's, how old they are. Just so. hibernate now, you know? Yeah. So it was two years old. It was a two-year-old cub. I don't know. They so could do it. it. should be okay. Yeah. So do you, do you want me to do the other one? Well, another story? No, I don't want you to do another story. Yes, I want you to do oh, another okay. story. Well, I wasn't sure if you wanted me to do it now or... or uh, yeah, do it now. Okay. Now. Now's as good as any time. Okay, so the, I, I'm a little too chicken to give you uh, another sad, scary, deathy story. So let, let's go to something a little lighter, shall we say? You know? This is a punny story. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this one takes place uh, in Yellowstone. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Now, so this story is about uh, a man in Yellowstone. Actually, there were three men. Got okay. caught so, in Yellowstone. I, I know this story a little bit. Would you consider these men to be idiots, stupid idiots of Yellowstone? <sighs> yes and no. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. Yes and no. It's like it's like a brilliant redneck, I guess so I would say. <laughs> redneck you know? innovation? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, even like survivalist innovation. Yeah. yeah. Not really, because they're not... I, I, no, I like the, the redneck. The, yeah. The redneck okay. innovation okay. type of thing. Yeah. So anyway, three men got caught by a park ranger... Attempting to cook a chicken in a geyser. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that is what happened. Yeah. So um, anyway, a park ranger comes up, notices, found evidence that they were trying to cook. It's funny how they did. I uh, found some evidence that they were cooking right. chicken. Um, there was there were two chickens in a burlap sap in a geyser, and they found a, a cooking <laughs> pot nearby. You that's know, funny. and so they're attempting to cook the chickens. So the park ranger goes, "What do you think you're doing? Uh, dinner?" <laughs> yeah, like, we're making like, dinner. We're just using the geyser. A, and, and so, of course, I'm sure the park ranger thought that was a little too snarky. Like, uh, no, you're busted. Maybe. You're in trouble. Yeah. So, anyway, they got in big trouble. Fined big time. Uh, I, th- I want to say. I think I saw like 1,200 or something. Yeah, they got two charges, and it's funny because what are they going to get charged for? Uh, Excuse me, uh, we have two counts of cooking two chickens in a... It's like, oh, I didn't know that was against the law. Right. Because you know, it's not. There, there's no law. But there is a law. You cannot go outside marked areas. And geysers, geysers are dangerous areas. Super dangerous. So they're marked. You can't go... You can't so they go definitely there. broke that rule. So that's the rule. And that's what they got caught with. But, yeah, so it was a $600 fine for each... Uh, uh, what, what did we say they were... For each Mark, chicken? Uh, not chicken. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I wonder if that's what it was. But no, it was uh, uh, an accusation. What are we? Gosh, the word's not coming to me now. No. You know, charge. Like, charge. They were charged twice for two. Th- okay. For two, twice. So, yeah. They got 600 fine, $600 for each charge and kicked out of Yellowstone for life. Yeah, so, I saw that they were all kicked out of Yellowstone. Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, yeah, that's smart, you know? When, it is kind of smart. They, I remember they were like, they were. They just did it because, like, hey, this this will probably work. Yeah. At the same time, there are things you don't think about. Like, hey, if there are some poisonous 
minerals or, or uh, uh, substances in the that that's coming out from that geyser and that seeps into the chicken, eh, that could be dangerous, you know. Right. So and you don't you don't know if some some people do they get to know. I wouldn't know, but some people know what are coming out. Maybe they're know, more they knowledgeable. Chemicals. On it. Yeah, yeah. In fact, there was a a show uh, did that uh, in in the park uh, 10, 20 years ago. I can't remember when, but they did it. And, uh, like demonstrated show, cooking chickens? Yeah, they're like, look, you can actually do this. You know, if you're ever out in the wild and you find a geyser, you can do this. And Because it's true. It, you, wow. it, it cooks. It's what are, They're hot enough, it will cook chicken. And it's just like boiling <laughs> That's it. pretty so, wild. Yeah. And they the show got fined $130 <laughs> for doing that. Like, no, don't teach them they can do that. Nobody cooks anything You can't do there. that in Yellowstone. So, yeah, that's... They got in trouble. It's against the rules there. It is, uh, and I, I agree. I'm okay with yeah, that. But at the same time, you're kind of like to show that's what you can pretty, do in nature. You know, yeah, pretty innovative. I don't know if they deserve stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah, we'll just give them yeah. stupid. <laughs> they are just stupid of yellow. It, stupid people of Yellowstone, not stupid idiots. Yeah, they don't get the full. But it, yeah, it was it was interesting. But and I I read I I don't think you saw this part, but I read that they ate the chicken and they said it was delicious. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Well, so apparently it that's works. That's great. Yeah, maybe it adds more taste to it. Yeah, depending, <laughs> on, the, depending on the chemicals that are. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> well, yeah, oh, that I'd, was. I'd cook them from this geyser rather than this one. <laughs> the other one has more of a sulfur taste. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty funny. All right, thank you, Dave. Good job. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, two more stories for us okay. this episode. All right, for this next one, we are going to October 15th-ish, and we are going to Melbourne, Australia. Ooh. Going down under, mate. And we meet a 68-year-old man named James Glindeman. Okay. James is just kind of chilling at an outdoor mall in Melbourne. Oh. Sounds like, like what's going to happen on this one, right? Yeah. And just got some Chinese takeout. <laughs> nice. Panda Express, perhaps? Maybe. I don't know. That sounds nice. What could go wrong here, right? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what will go wrong. A juvenile magpie. The bird? Yeah, the bird. You know what a magpie is. Yeah. A juvenile okay. magpie, magpie um, sat by James. It, okay. It just kind of stared at him. And then James opened his Chinese takeout box and the magpie then flew at his face Ooh. and struck him in the left eye. Oh, no. <laughs> the bird then flew back and stood on the concrete in front of him. You know, like That was the first initial attack and kind of went back yeah. and saw that James hadn't dropped the food. <laughs> so it immediately attacked him again. Attacking the right side of his oh face this goodness. time on the eye with a and like struck with a good amount of force and was drawing blood from around his oh, eye. Oh wow! This magpie really wanted some orange chicken, <laughs> or maybe it was a sweet and sour chicken or wonton soup. I don't know exactly uh, maybe what. Kung Pao chicken. Kung Pao chicken. Yeah. Who knows? But uh, when I was writing this, I was like, man, Chinese food does sound pretty good right now. <laughs> I kind of want some. Panda Express, too. do you deliver? I'm going to fight this guy <laughs> for his, his Chinese food. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. But, but that's a, that's a problem with magpies. They really are smart. They're, they're in the crow, the raven family, yeah. and, which are notorious for being smart. I remember watching, I think it was, I can't remember if it was ravens or crows, but they would um, hang out by these streetlights, right? And. They would have their nuts. They would have these uh, hard-to-get-to nuts. And so what they would do is they would drop them onto the street from the lights, and the cars would run over them, and then they'd go pick up the nuts. Yeah. So they're super smart animals, and they're yeah. really cool. I like ravens and crows. Screw magpies. Jeez. <laughs> we get magpies all the time around here. They're all over the place. I, I thought we usually get crows. No, magpies are... They're, they're uh, different. They're not all black like crows and ravens. Oh, okay. They're they look a little. I've seen them in my b backyard growing up. Oh, you know? okay. But um, yeah, they they are smart birds still. Jeez, but and to think, <laughs> he doesn't go for the food. He knows oh, I gotta get the guy to I drop the food. Get this guy out of like, here! Oh my goodness. Well, and uh, James tried getting the bird off of him. Uh, his vision started getting frightfully ooh, blurry. Ooh. 
He walked to his car, and his eyesight was just getting worse. Uh, he looked in his mirror. Just drop the chicken. <laughs> just drop it. He. We don't. I don't know get if he the did. Geyser. Drop it. <laughs> just kidding. He he looked in his mirror to see the um, extent of the damage that was had been caused, but he he is having a hard time even seeing and oh, focusing wow. in on it. He called an ambulance and was taken to a local hospital where he won, underwent surgery for two hours. Ooh. That's it was pretty good. I saw the picture and his eye was pretty messed up, wow. but he he should recover fine. Oh, that's good. Jeez. So and did he get both eyes then? It, 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 no, just the I believe it was the right eye got it the oh, worst. Okay. Got it the worst. Okay. And um, so get this, roughly 60 patients this year have been checked into the Royal Victorian Eye and Ear Hospital with similar bird-related injuries. Oh my goodness, it's a serial bird. <laughs> Jeez. And now, you think it would have rabies if birds could get rabies. What the heck? They cannot. Bird, birds don't have rabies, everybody. Just good, <laughs> good call. Um, so it's getting, get this, it's believed that due to people wearing masks... The birds are spooked by masks and tend to find them more threatening. Oh wow! So interesting, huh? Let maybe that... maybe that's why. Maybe that's add something to the increase of attacks. I put, don't know. Put that on the con list for masks. You know, <laughs> hey, they must might start outweighing the pros. Yeah, <laughs> not the crows. But the... <laughs> uh, yeah, this story. Well, interesting, wild, yeah, crazy story. Yeah, huh? crazy. And this is called, um, what was it called? Swooping? Yeah, when birds do this to attack people, it's called swooping. And there's been like a huge increase in this area. That's great. Well, yeah, apparently. Shown by the hospital. <laughs> Why don't they run uh, uh, news articles on that? Hey, we've got to stop this crow. It's Our, our, our ICU is just filling up. <laughs> this magpie is being I, a real yeah, threat I right now. being the operative word. But yeah, it's crazy. All right, but um, operative word. Too, yeah. There you go. I'm wearing my punch shirt. It's, it's got to come out. You somehow. are. Dave is wearing his uh, Jungle Cruise because he just got back from Disney World shirt. Yeah. All right, but on this story, actually, Dave, it reminds me of a story that I'm covering on the Audible book I'm working on. Oh, okay. I'm uh, narrating an Audible book on animal attack stories, and one of them has a woman getting her eye taken out by a bird. Ooh. So that's what it reminded me of. And oh. the, the story, on, um, which you'll find when the book comes out, but um, it's yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Hey, I want you to tell all these bird stories to my children, and then we'll watch the birds. <laughs> then we'll watch the birds. Yeah. See how know, do. do you think that would hold up to kids? They're so, with their modern TV and desensitized. We've already tried to ask of it, like, let's watch it. They're like, no, no, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to. I think it's because we've kind of learned, because you, you, we keep... You know, we I, maybe they're more fearful just because what we tell them. It's like <laughs> you won't want to be around birds again after this. Then no, I don't want. Well, to. then yeah, you gotta come on. You gotta sell it to them, Dave. Uh, you gotta sell it to nice. them. It's nice. It's fluffy. It's like my little unicorn or something. You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, pretty wild stuff. Uh, birds. A lot of people have a fear of birds. Yeah, it's a real thing, and I get why. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I've watched. Yeah, I remember watching. It's it's funny, but at the same time, you can see the the horror in the lady's face. She's riding her bike. She's got a helmet on. Yeah. La 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 la. Magpie or crow, something, something black. Seagull though. or something. It was black. Okay. Going like this. She's like, ah! Ah! like she's selfie sticking it or something. You know, it's like she's just got this horror and it's just constantly attacking her helmet. Oh, you know, flipping her. You could see her hair getting flipped up from it too. It's like, ah! And she went like a whole block and then it finally lets go, like quit, quit after her. It's like, oh my goodness. Oh, that reminds me of probably the worst movie ever made, Birdemic. Birdemic? <laughs> it's, have you ever heard of it? No. Have we ever talked about it before? I don't think so. How could we not have? It's this movie that was done by a guy who took it way... You, Dave, you just got to watch a trailer of it. It's it's a super low budget, but it became okay. famous because of how terrible it was. Uh -huh. But the guy who created it didn't get that, and he thought that people actually thought it was good. <laughs> but like he he um it's so bad i watched oh. part of it david's so bad 
but like the dialogue was feels like it was written by a 10 year old and then the actors like go along with it and then they did like this thing like five years later or something to meet up with the actors and they were like super embarrassed that they were a part of it oh really but it follows the story yeah birdemic okay make it out with what you will but yeah (laughs) listeners check out watch a clip of birdemic and you'll know what i'm talking about it's it's pathetic but awesome at the same time Okay, um, we got one last story for us. Okay, this episode, Dave, and it's a uh, it's very bizarre and gross. Mm. Let's continue and go to uh, October 29th ish, and we are going to New York City. Hey, specifically the Bronx. We meet a man named Leonard Shoulders. He is 33 years old, so he's just kind of. He's just out and about, regular routine day type of deal. He's at a bus stop on 3rd Avenue in the Bronx. He is on the sidewalk in front of the... He's kind of, you know, just on the sidewalk. He's kind of leaning on a building. Okay. And, you know, I think... I don't know if the bus came by, but he's, he moved forward. Um, yeah, he moved forward and then take he takes a step and the sidewalk and then goes... Gives out under him. Oh, Wow. And it like the sidewalk gives out and swallows Leonard uh, like Jeez. a sinkhole, like a sinkhole. Wow! And he falls twelve feet, which is wow. That's not a short Ooh, distance that's to fall. Good, yeah. Uh, and he also hits part of his face and his arm on the edge of the sidewalk Ooh. on his way down. He's 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 pretty injured. But we'll I'll tell you yeah. later as I'll tell you later. But uh, it sounds like a terrible freak accident, right? Yeah. Uh, it gets worse and more gross. Ooh. Because what do you think is down there and surrounds him? An alligator? (laughs) It's not an alligator in the sewer situation here. What do you think? I don't know. What is New York City famous for? Rats? Rats. Oh my goodness. Rats. And these are... And I'm talking big-ass New York City rats here. Jeez. The ones that carry pizzas, by the Exactly. Way. The ones that you've seen the videos where they yeah. carry whole slices of pizza, and then there's another one of one carrying an entire Egg McMuffin. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So these are big-ass New York City rats. Jeez. They are no joke. So he falls down into, I don't know exactly what to call it, a pit? A sewer. Oh, maybe it was a nest then. Well, maybe, yeah. But he gets surrounded by rats. Wow. They were crawling on him. Oh. And he said that he was too scared to shout anything out, like yell for help. People saw him, this him fall in. Oh. But he was too scared to yell anything out for fear that a rat might go into his mouth. Oh my goodness. So gross. Jeez. And on top of that, he's hurt pretty badly too. Um, and like I said, there are plenty of bystanders that can that that saw what happened and called authorities. And he he was removed finally from the rat filled pit about thirty minutes later. Oh my goodness! So he was in there for thirty minutes. Oh wow! He was taken to the hospital and suffered a broken leg. Broken oh. arm, and oh. he, you know, he had some injuries to his face from getting it scraped by the cement, oh. and probably some PTSD. Did they did they try to bite him or eat him or anything? Well, yet? that's that never came out. We, oh. I imagine that they would. Yeah, uh, but the building nearby was a dentist's office and was ordered to be uh, evacuated until repairs were made. Uh, he may get. He may even get a nice settlement out of this, though. That's crazy. He might get a nice settlement, though. I'm just that might be worth it. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. That's... Anyway, but uh, New York City has spent millions of dollars trying to fix their well-documented rat problem. Wow. And there are dozens of sidewalk cave-ins like this that have happened in the last year or so. That's crazy. It must be from the rats tunneling around. It might, yeah. The, well, the infrastructure in New York City does need work, and that's been oh, yeah. well known for a long time. Yeah. But maybe the rats play a role in that. Like the, I really do think we need to do a rat episode. Yes. Um, yeah. Rats just creep me out. I, we've said it multiple times. I say it all the time. We're, we'll do a rat episode. Uh, rats just creep me out. I don't like rats. Mm, yeah. I don't. They're gross. And so are mice and rats are gross. And stories, I've found some stories, Dave, that are way gross oh, with rats. 
And I, I just, I'll, I'll, we'll have to do it sometime. I okay. Know that. Um, I do know really uh, gross rat stories. I know they have eaten people. I know they've eaten people alive. They've been used as torture tactics. Ooh, yeah, the old yeah. Trick where you put the rat on somebody's belly. Mm-hmm. You heat up the bucket, and the rat has nowhere to go, and so it starts burying and tearing inside you. That's that's. Uh, nuts. Wow, I'm really setting this up. So yeah. maybe we maybe okay, next we time there's it. gonna be rats. I don't know. We gotta do it. I say it all the time. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, if this guy had been in there longer, I have no doubt that they would have tried to eat him. Yeah. At least a little bit. I'm surprised that the story didn't have that in it, honestly. Like yeah. I was waiting for that part to come up and it never came out in the sources that I used. Yeah. Oh my um, goodness. Well then Dave, have you seen the videos of the guy in New York City who dresses up as a rat? Oh, yes, I did. And goes, like, on the subway. Yeah. He crawls on all fours, and he's got a good rat mask and costume. Uh-huh. Um, he even made one where he recreated the pizza rat video. Did you see that? No. He has, like, a giant fake piece of pizza, and he's just dragging it <laughs> all over the, su- the subway. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is It is actually pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, I hear he's, he's an actor that just kind of does that on the side once in a while, you know? Dresses up and goes, you know, to keep him, you know, as yeah. they say, to keep your... Keep your talent on par, you know? But, yeah. People in the subways are weird. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like like Florida weird. <laughs> but, uh, so, Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. Okay. I hope you and everyone enjoyed these stories. I, I know I definitely did. There were many that we didn't get to cover, but uh, I tried to choose the ones that fit best and get a good mix of different types of stories. We put the deathy ones in the middle, so maybe... You won't remember them, but then you're going to remember the gross rat story. So yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, As for next episode, I have not decided on what to cover. So it could be anything. I I mean, maybe rats. I don't know. We'll see what it could be anything. I have no idea. Uh, Dave, we not only have a shout out, but we have some super shout outs. Hey, all right. So first we want to give a shout out to AP McKee. AP McKee. <laughs> they said we are their favorite podcast and we are always entertaining. Thank you very much. Nice. I mean, that's great. So thank yeah. you so much. And like I said, we've got over a hundred reviews on iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts now, and the vast majority of them are five stars. Yeah, <laughs> and, a few and of them. most of them are from people that aren't Matt. Matt only did one. Yeah, I'm, I, <laughs> only one, right? Yep, we'll, we'll go with that. Maybe two, that's maybe funny. three. No, but I definitely did one for sure. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the most wonderful people, Dave. Let's give some super shout outs. Super shout outs! Super shout outs, remember, go to anyone who has donated to the show. Yeah. Uh, First big thanks to Marcus. Marcus! Marcus in Oklahoma. Marcus is actually a very good friend of mine. Has been for about 10 years or so. And not only is he a handsome son of a bitch, he is a badass too and flies jets in the Air Force. Oh, sweet. So he's a pretty cool guy, I must say. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, thanks for flying that money this way, you know? (laughs) Uh, he he bought a shirt from us and he 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 messaged me back and said it fits well and he loves it. Right so on. that's awesome. And he donated. He put some an, a tip oh, on right the on. side and he said he owes me a beer. So I'll hold him to that one. But uh, thanks, Marcus. That means a lot. Not when he's flying though, right? No, yeah. <laughs> Not when he's flying. Don't drink a beer when you're flying a seven forty or a, no. What what would he be flying? Gee, wouldn't he be flying a jet or is he flying cargo? What is no, he jet. flying? Like like. F-16? Yes, maybe. that's what I was looking for. Oh, sweet. I want to meet this guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy. All right, then um, super shout out to Jenny Anderson. Jenny Anderson. Jenny is awesome. And she um, she bought two shirts and nice. also donated, gave us like a tip on the right side. On. And she got the shirts and said that she likes them. So, Jenny, thank you so much. You yeah. are amazing. Right on. And then super shout out to Adam Brown. Adam Brown. Uh, Adam is in Western Australia, and he also gave a kind donation to the show. Thank you, Adam. Oh, right on. And his so his wife runs a cool online store called uh, Retrospection.com, Ooh. and they sell vintage collectibles and things like that. Sweet. Uh, they do worldwide sales, so if you're interested, check out Retrospection.com. Tell them Force of Nature sent you. Nice. <laughs> do they get 10% off there? <laughs> uh, they should. Uh, nice. All right. So 
Uh, we still have, just let everybody know, we still have merch to sell. Our totally awesome t-shirts, the greatest t-shirts of all time. Of all time. Yes. Uh, we Until have, we make another one. Yes. And that will be the, the <laughs> awesome, most awesome. We have, we, we've done well on sales, Dave. I think we've actually made a profit. Right on! I, I'll have to go back to my record keeping, which isn't good. But um, <laughs> I'll go back to my record keeping and I'll figure it out. Sweet. But if anyone listening wants uh, wants one, all you need to do is message us on Facebook or Instagram or email us. Tell us your size and address, and I will s- I will send them out to you. I've f- learned that sending things in the mail is actually easier than I anticipated. Oh, good. Because I'm a grown-ass man who <laughs> did not know how to do that all the way. Uh, I sent some out just last week, and everyone has gotten them. It took under, like, six days to get them. So nice. that goes for people in the U.S. But, yeah, it, it only takes a few days to get. So that's great. And Dave, we like I want to say again, we truly have some awesome fans, and it's really yeah. cool. It's just really cool to have that. We're just a couple idiots from Salt Lake who wanted to start a podcast for some yeah. reason, but um, we now we have a small a small cult like following, so nice. makes us feel good. Yeah. And Dave, what can other listeners do if they also want to contribute? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. It really helps us gain more attention, gain more listeners. If you want to help a couple of uh, cool uh, animal lovers like us attack <laughs> our uh, coffers, Whoa. you can send some money our way, you know? That was your weakest one today. Oh, yeah, sorry about that, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, yes, you can. You can uh, go to PayPal. You can find us by our email, forcesofnaturepod at gmail.com, or on Venmo on my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51. And all that information is in the description below. And all, all, to all the listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want to. Tell us a cool animal-related story of you or someone you know. Or if you want to send an episode idea, just want to ask a question or say hi, feel free to do that. You can email us or message us on Facebook or Instagram. And what you, something else you can do is uh, help to help us grow. But you can help us by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. We're on all the platforms we need to be on. So, whew. all right, Dave, I think I'm good. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. Nothing to add? All right, well, uh, we got to ask, how about you, Professor? Well, it sounds like you need someone to crunch your numbers for you. I do believe I qualify for having those skills. I believe your ability is quite spotty. <laughs> oh, puns. Oh, God, you're oh, getting, you did it. getting him hooked I'm on the so puns. I'm so proud of him. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends, be a part of building us up, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.